Hello, and welcome to episode number 80 of the Hobbies and Happiness podcast, where we talk about the hobby that makes us happy, tabletop gaming. I'm with your host, Dan. And I'm Jim. And today, we're going over the Marvel problem. That was Marvel Snap. <laughs> Marvel Snap problem. <laughs> A snap for you for you people at home who are just listening that yes. was a snap that was a snap a very bad snap that was a terrible snap too so. i mean i i guess it works all right before we get into it, we're going to talk about our sponsor amazon audible um if you head over to our affiliate link www.audibletrial.com forward slash hobbies and happiness i start to forget it every time dude it's all right it's like it's every right. time that happens audibletrial.com forward slash hobbies and happiness sign up for your free 30-day trial of mm-hmm. amazon's audible service and you get a free book. So Audible is Amazon's audiobook service. Sign up. When you sign up for that free 30-day trial, you get a free book. That's right. One free credit added to your account. If you're an Amazon Prime member, you get two free books added to your account. So follow that link down in the description. Click it. Sign up. Sign up for your free 30-day trial. You can cancel at the end of the 30 days if you don't like the service. But you get to keep those free credits on your account. And you know what? Do yourself a favor. Get a Gary Vee book. Um, I will never stop talking about Gary Vee and all of his books. Uh, have you started listening to yours yet, Jim? Uh, yeah. Yes. How's I it going? I listened to like the first two chapters. Mm-hmm. I But I think I need to get the physical book as well. Do you like that? Do you like getting physical if, books? If I have the audio book and the physical book mm-hmm. and I'm listening and reading it, it keeps me so much more engaged, engaged into yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. that's not a bad idea. But before you do that, <laughs> sign up for the free 30-day trial so you can get your audio book as well. Again, follow the link in the description, audibletrial.com forward slash hobbies and happiness. Sign up for your free 30-day trial today. All right. So today, this is an interesting topic. I've kind of been wanting to talk about Marvel Snap mm-hmm. for a little bit. Um, if you're not familiar, Marvel Snap is a relatively new digital collectible card game from Second Dinner. Second Dinner is Ben Brode's uh, relatively new company. Uh, ben Brode is a veteran in, in the digital card game space. He was one of the original designers of Hearthstone. Yeah. Um, I remember when he left. I remember when he left too. That was a, uh, it was like a, it was like a sad day yeah. in the in the digital card game space. Yep. Uh, he made such a name for himself throughout. I mean, he's had a long, pretty long career so far, mm-hmm. um, but he really he rose to prominence. I think 100%. through Hearthstone and what he and what he helped build there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't remember when he left um, uh, Blizzard, uh, the Hearthstone project, and started this. But this uh, released last year, the end of last year. We'll get in the history here in a second. Um, but yeah, so so that is, that's what Marvel Snap is. It's an extremely addictive, um, fast card battler. It's essentially classified as like a card battler, right? So what I wanted to do is kind of talk about the game. Um, but there's there's some aspects of the game that I'm I find very intriguing. I enjoy the game. Um, however, within the past a month or two, mm-hmm. I've kind of like slowed down in in playing the game like i used to play it like all the time and like the nice thing about those games is like they're three minute games like Mm -hmm. they take a very short amount of time so you can literally play when you're sitting down and you've got like a couple of minutes you can just play a quick game and then you're done yeah they're over in a snap exactly (laughs) yeah i get it right so um um, so we're going to get to that after we get th- through kind of an overview of the game. So let's 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 dive in here. All, all right. right. So Marvel Snap originally released. Uh, 
officially released, excuse me, on October 18th after beta testing. I did some of the beta because the beta was only available on Google, mm. on the on the Google um, platform. There we go. Okay. So I had uh, I had a an Android device, and then I downloaded a. Uh, a emulator, an mm-hmm. emulator, so I could play it on my computer because yep. I I was extremely <laughs> interested when I saw that initial trailer, and then when they showed off the game, like I got to see if I can get in the beta testing on this. So I did. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, so each so players build decks that consist of twelve cards. Twelve card decks. Like what? What would you think when you hear a twelve card deck? Um, that's not a lot of cards, Dan. It's not. It's not a lot of cards. So, I, like, my first thought was, okay, what kind of card game are yeah. we talking about yeah. when we've only got 12 cards? Because, mm-hmm. dude, that's not, not a lot of cards, dude. Now. Now. All right. Yes. yes. We're, we'll, we'll get into it. But can, go ahead. Continue. Understood. Okay. Continue. Okay. I was going to say, yes, it's not a lot of cards. But when you think about other card games, right, and sure, it's 40, 50, 60 cards, but when we're talking about different number of cards, right, mm-hmm. a lot of the times if you're in a proactive deck, you're running as few different cards as you can, yeah. but maxed out copies of it. Right. So true. true. To, uh, you know, if we turn the 12 into play sets of three or four, whatever it is, then you're looking at 48. And on top of what if you have lands or whatever it is? So, yes, it's different, but it's not really different. Well, you know what the rule of nine is, right? Have you heard rule of the rule of, of nine? Uh, I think I know you've brought this up before. Uh, yeah, you you have nine different cards and you just max out all the copies of it, correct? And, and then fill the rest out with lands. Fill the rest, yeah. Yeah, so that's like a beginner's guide essentially for yeah. deck building and magic. <laughs> it's like they kind of what they tell you is like you start with nine cards. Yeah. Pick nine cards that you want to build a deck around, right? And then max out your, your copies. Mm-hmm. So if you got four copies of nine cards, that's 36 total cards, yep. right? And so if you're building a, a 60 card deck fill the rest out with lands and that's 24 lands that's a lot of lands dan <laughs> for, for a modern red player many. it is i don't think i want that many <laughs> i'm like the best i could do is 19 how about <laughs> <Right>. that <laughs> so but 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 it's like when you hear decks of 12 cards like taken out of context yeah you're like what is going on yeah right so again like the first time i heard that again was very much out of context. So I'm like, this is so weird. Mm-hmm. So each card is essentially a Marvel character or an item in the Marvel IP. Mm-hmm. There are a couple cards that I know are like items um, that are that are in the game. And then so cards have three different things. Each have has a cost, a power, and an ability. Not mm-hmm. all have abilities. Like some are vanilla. Vanilla creatures with no abilities, right? But you're going to have cost, power, and then if they have one, it'll have an ability, okay? Now, the goal, the goal of the game is to have the highest power at two of the three total locations. There's three different locations. um, Players are essentially battling it out, okay? And each, um, each location has essentially four slots for each player. So each player can have a total of four cards, Mm-hmm. at each location, okay? Now, Ty looks at the total power across every location, okay? Um, so if if Jim, if I'm playing against Jim and Jim won the far left location, I win the middle location, and then the right location, we have the same amount of power. Yep. The way a tie is broken is um, 
we just total up our power and total power across the entire board. Yep. Whoever has the most power wins. Unless there's a certain a special location in play, which would say the player with the lowest power at this location oh. wins. Which there is one, okay. I think. I and it's not Luke's bar. Or maybe it is Luke's bar. I can't I can't remember. Actually, no, I think Luke's bar is the location where when you play a card, it gets bounced back to your hand. Okay. Essentially. Um, so when you yeah, yeah, which again, I mean if you play card games, like you know, like th- all of these terms are gonna be like, okay, I can see what I can probably do mm-hmm. with this, right? Um, but there is a location in the game, I can't remember the name of it offhand, where it's the l- player with the lowest power wins. Okay. Anti gravity. No. Okay. I can't remember what it is. I tried. You did. Now, one other one other thing that's worth mentioning, again, if you've played the game, you know, but if you don't, um, each turn – actually, I think I have it written down. Let me, let me look. Yeah. So the game lasts six turns by default, okay? Mm-hmm. So when you start a game, you don't know what each of – which each location is, okay? They're, they're, they're all hidden, okay? Mm-hmm. Turn one, the, the left location gets revealed, okay? Turn two, the center location gets revealed. Turn three – the right location gets revealed. So you can play a card in whichever lane you want. But if you don't know what those locations are, you could be setting yourself up for failure. Okay. Um, So that's like each of these things just plays off of one another. Um, And it's a lot of fun. Okay. Now, one other thing is players can wage what are known as cubes to earn more cubes throughout the game. Okay. So each player, it's kind of like poker. Okay. Each player brings one cube to the table at the start. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now the winner would take one cube. Okay. If if I lose or if I quit, I'm out a cube. And if my opponent backs out, I'm up a cube. Okay. Right. Last turn of the game, the total amount of cubes wagered doubles. Okay. Okay. Excuse me. Not total wagered, but um whatever you're in gets doubled, okay? okay. So if n- if my, neither myself nor my opponent antes up, at the end of the game on turn six, there will be a total of two cubes that are being wagered, okay? okay. So if, <clears throat> let's say again, let's say Jim and I are playing, we get to turn six, neither of us has chosen to snap or double, okay? Turn six happens on um, on turn six, it goes from a total of one cube to two cubes, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. So if I win at the end of that game, I take home two cubes. Jim is down two cubes. Okay. Okay. Now at any point between – at any point throughout the game, um, you and your opponent have the option to ante up, okay, which is snap. And then you are doubling your cubes, okay? Are these cubes <clears throat> currency in the game? They're not currency. Okay. It's actually your rank, Okay, oh, so that's okay. your rank within the game. Okay. So it so it's anywhere from rank zero, uh, zero cubes all the way up to a hundred cubes, and then okay. every ten cubes is the next rank. Gotcha. Okay, so that's what you're wagering. It's not currency, but it's your rank within the game. Okay. 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 So anytime throughout the game, uh, players can snap and then double the amount of cubes that are in. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, if both players doubled. Then the total the total amount of cubes you're playing for is eight. Okay. Okay. If I double and you don't double, the total amount at the end will be four. four. Yep. So it's either going to be two, four, or eight at the at at the last turn. Okay. Okay. If you back out before that, obviously it's going to be dependent upon who who has doubled up to that point. Okay. So if both players double before turn six, that's going to be a total of four. 
Right. Okay. Um, so that's the that's the poker part. Okay. That's that that is added. So I mean, like it's bluffing, calling, right? It's it's all of those mm-hmm. uh, types of mechanics. Now it's interesting, right? Because in playing digital card games, right? What's the one thing? Like from playing a TCG that you eliminate when you're playing a digital game. The cards. Not the cards. The cards. No, but the but physical cards. Well, true. Yeah. Uh, what the the human the user error essentially. Not the user error, but I don't have an opponent human, sitting, sitting, yeah, yeah. sitting in, across from me. Okay. Okay. okay so I can't I can't read yeah, their yeah. reactions. I can't take facial cues. Yeah. There because there's okay, there's a lot that's there. I mean, mm-hmm. you know just as well as I do. If I'm playing if we're playing a competitive game, I'm like I've said this before, there's like three levels of play when right. it comes to these games. <laughs> exactly. It's like know your stuff, know your opponent's deck, and then read be able read, to read your correct, opponent. Reading your opponent, yeah. absolutely. So right. that's that is the that's the inherent benefit of playing card games IRL. I was more meaning like, oh, maybe you just don't like shuffle your hand into your okay. deck randomly. Yeah. There, yeah. There's a there's a there's a lot, but I think the biggest thing that you eliminate yeah. when you go from IRL to digital mm-hmm. is that hum that human sitting across the table from yeah. you. Yeah. Because again, I am now at a loss because I don't have that information. <laughs> now it's not it is it it is a symmetrical loss because my opponent can't read me. Mm-hmm. Right. However, when playing, like if I'm playing arena, what I have to look at is I have to look at their play lines mm-hmm. and I have to see what they're playing and what they're not playing. And I have to make inferences <laughs> from there. And how fast does it go back to your priority? Correct. When exactly. Stuff is exactly. Yeah. There's exactly. other things you There's have to notice. There's other things you, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's not exactly. the same. Right. Right. But it's just, it, I think, I think it does make you a better card game player mm-hmm. because you have to notice more things. Yeah. Right. So it, it, th- you can look at it one of either ways. Like you can you can look at it as an advantage, or you can look at it as a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Take all the information that's available to you, and then kind of filter your decision making and analysis through that lens, essentially. Yeah. Okay, so this is like another way of doing that. Like, are they bluffing? Am I bluffing? <laughs> right, and then again, view it through that type of lens. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so this mechanic is. Very, very interesting. Okay. And you do that snap at the start of Whenever. Uh, the sixth Whenever round? Whenever you want to. Okay. Okay. Whenever you want. So if I wanted to, I, I look at my hand turn one, I can snap. Okay. I, w- I was more so meaning, so like at the, you were saying at the last round, if no one has doubled it, everything. No, it will, it will automatically double. Okay. Yeah. But no then you what. guys are both able to snap to then cause it to four and then go to eight. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So it doesn't you so you can snap before turn six and during turn six. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so then is there only I thought there was only six rounds. There is six rounds. Okay. So you're saying so it's after? like this during. It's during. Okay. okay. So basically the the way it works, okay, mm-hmm. is start of turn one, um players each play play uh play their cards. Okay. Mm-hmm. And turn one, you have a total of one power to spend or one mana. Okay. Mm-hmm. Turn two, you have two and so right, on and right. so forth. Okay. So uh, players choose to play their cards. Okay. And then whoever has priority, um, if you look, um, they're at the top of the screen. Okay. Um, are the players' names. Whoever's name is highlighted in yellow, it's technically who's ahead. Whoever oh, is okay. ahead, 
their cards will resolve first. Oh. So both players essentially play their cards face yeah. down. Ah, okay. All right. That's so each it is. player plays their cards face down. Okay. And then, so essentially I place my card where I want to play it. Mm -hmm. I hit done. Okay. Mm -hmm. When my opponent hits done, both cards are then placed at the same time. Mm -hmm. And then whoever has priority will resolve first. Their card will flip first. The card will resolve. And mm -hmm. then it will go to the other player. His card, their card will flip. And then their card will resolve. Gotcha. Okay. So I have until once the turn clock essentially starts mm -hmm. until I hit end i see you have that time okay. to snap so okay. you can do that on the last turn gotcha all right all right completely understood that i thought it was more of like oh we reveal everything everything gets resolved we're still in turn six right before the game's over and we know who wins i yeah, snap no. and then we get like no. double the amount yeah no okay no no yeah yeah you have to, you have to make that wager before things are revealed. gotcha okay yep. I haven't played this game yet, yeah. guys. And we're gonna do a video where <laughs> uh, where Jim plays it for the first time. Yeah, um, I've had a lot of people talking about this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, well, well, I'm gonna do that. It's pretty <laughs> soon. So, anyway, um, okay. So that's like that's a pretty good uh, explanation of how the game works. Okay. Now, Marvel Snap is a free to play model. Okay, mm -hmm. it is a free to play game. There are microtransactions for in-game currencies that can be used to upgrade your cards or purchase variants or essentially alt arts. Okay? Yeah, 8-bit cards. I like those. There's a lot of different variants of cards throughout the game. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, Marvel Snap last year won Best Mobile Game at the 2022 Game Awards. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. So it came out, it came out in October. And then one best mobile game in, in December. I mean, this game, this game has taken it's taken over. It's a lot. taken over for, for the most part. Okay. Um, okay. So that that's the that's the overview. That's like that's like the ten thousand foot view of Marvel Snap. Okay. Um, okay. So real quick. So we're I don't really want to touch on the monetization issues like there's been a lot of people who've, who've talked about the monetization issues. i feel like anytime you talk about a free-to-play game there's going to be a lot of people who complain about how it's monetized okay yep. there's never i okay my view like i don't think there's one right way to monetize a free-to-play game okay <laughs> i mean i'm very much a free market person and i think like each company has their you know they can run their company how they see fit um, now, I think if you do something as a company that like is like unethical or doesn't seem right, as you've all seen, the community, the internet will light you up, <laughs> which is how it should happen, right? Now, I don't see that happening here. I haven't seen that happening, but mm -hmm. granted, I haven't really dug into it. For the most part, like when I look at the shop, there, dude, there's stuff that hundred bucks gets you this. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not sinking that kind of money into this. Right. But I'm also like, I get it. Like, there's going to be people who buy it and there's going to be people who complain about it because they think it's too much, which I mean, dude, a hundred bucks for a lot of in-game currency. Like, yeah, that that's a good chunk of change. Mm -hmm. Right. But I, I just don't buy that stuff i just try to typically the way i play these free-to-play games is i just try and grind and i think marvel snap really does it, it gives you that opportunity to be the grinder mm -hmm. because the games are so short 
So I think the opportunity is there. Um, I, they've made a f- they've made quite a few decisions when it comes to monetization that are just like odd and weird, right? So like anytime you have a free to play, and and I feel like all these free to play games for for the most part are like the same because there's like ten different types of in game currency and they each do different things. So like for Marvel Snap, you have card boosters, you have gold. Mm-hmm. And then you now have tokens. I think those are the three currencies. I'm, I'm probably gonna have to pull it up here on my phone here in a little bit. But this, yeah, dude, I, this think topic is I think there's three huge in the MMO community. Any yes, it is any, so big. Yeah, any game where you, so, yes. So like while you're just talking about this, I'm just thinking about all, all the, the other stuff games. I've seen yeah, in the I know. past like I know two years, and I'm just I like I just can't right now. I know. Yeah, like. <laughs> I mean, Blizzard received so... I never played Diablo Immortal. Oh, my goodness, dude. I did not play Diablo Immortal, but all I knew is, like... Do you know how much money they made on that in the first week? How much money they made? Yeah. No, I do not. $50 million off of it in the first week. They made $50 million? Dude, it was ridiculous. They made $50 million? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Mind you, mind you, they made, I think it was, they made, what is going on? They made three or four times the amount that they made in the first week in comparison to uh, subscriptions for World of Warcraft. Okay. But then, or my bad, how much money they made from World of Warcraft? It was only like 12 mil or something. But why are people surprised then when companies use these models? Because they know they're going to make money. I know. I know. And like we talked about it when we talked about the Dungeons and Dragons OGL, what's the best thing you can do as a consumer? Vote with your wallet. Just don't yeah. buy it. Yeah. But people are. I know. But people are. People are and they complain about it. <laughs> I don't know if the people who are buying it are the ones complaining. That, they that's might true. be. That's true. That, it's that, just, that's fair. It's that's just fair. how small that's in comparison fair. to the total population that are playing this game it is not even close know, to dude. enough I know. people. I know. It's not close. I know. If you piss off 10% of your population in the game because of the mm-hmm. microtransactions, yeah. Kate, that other 90% is gonna be like, all right, whatever. Yeah. They're also not looking, they're watch they're not watching the videos for yeah. this stuff to get upset about it. And they're just like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, yeah, this is fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so many messed up things going on with microtransactions that I don't want to get into right now. <laughs> but we're getting into it. <laughs> kind of. As, we're kind of getting I know, into I know. It. it. But it's funny, though. Like, when I'm making this outline, yeah. I just had one little blurb about monetization. It's like, yeah, we're not really going to touch on it. But it's like, how? it's almost like, how can you not a little bit? Because it's... Tell me how loot boxes aren't gambling. They 100% are. They are. <laughs> they 100% are. <laughs> Tell me... Why certain games are using in-game premium currencies to where, let's say you need 200, wait, 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 wait. 200 to buy something, <laughs> but you can only buy it in increments of 150. <laughs> so now you have to you buy two of them. Yeah. <laughs> something should have cost you $20, yeah. not costing you $30. Hang on. Hang okay. On. Explain to me how booster boxes and booster packs aren't gambling. <laughs> they are. <laughs> I've been saying it for a while, <laughs> they are, dude. They are, dude. And so, and that's why it's like the card game community, for the most part, mm-hmm. accepts it on some level. Yeah. There's like, yeah. Wh- okay, what line? What's the line where card game players are like, all right, yeah, you've crossed it. You, uh, uh-uh, you can't. Do oh, that. we know the What's line. What's the line? 
What is it? The 30th anniversary <laughs> for Magic the Gathering packs. That is the line, Dan. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, because because the, there are booster packs in there. Yeah, it's that's booster the line. packs of proxies. That's uh, all right, and most of the community has. Uh, that's the line, but some people bought yeah. those. Well, so that product was very interesting because I, I think the majority of the, I think the majority of the community. Yeah. said it, that was a bad product yeah. and how dare you wizards essentially okay but there's a uh, there was another part of the community that wasn't was they weren't complaining about it but they they said clearly that if this product isn't for you don't buy it yeah. okay why are you going to have a problem with it like it's clearly <laughs> not for you like it's like, but and and like to an extent like i agree with it to an extent mm -hmm. right i think i think oh man see this is interesting like apparently uh, the products for no one well, right. That's the thing. Like, who is this for? Yeah. Like, who is? But at the same time, we just we just talked about making fifty million dollars first. Was it first week? Yeah, it was okay. the first week for. The what game. are they going to care if they make that amount of money off of, of like ten percent mm -hmm. of the entire community? Mm -hmm. Like ten percent of the community buys it, but they're making like yeah, I don't know what the sales are. Yeah. I don't I don't know what the sales are, but like you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like again, I get it. It's. It's it's weird. I mean, it's it's really interesting. It is very very interesting. So, needless to say, there have there's been there has been always will be talks about monetization issues. I'm just gonna say issues because like people have issues with the way certain companies decide to profit and make money. Yeah. Okay. So there's there's kind of what like three different uh, sections of how you can like monetize the game. You have box price, subscription, and microtransactions. Um, are we talking about Marvel Snap? Just games in general. Um, say that one again. Uh, you have box price, subscription so physical, fees. Phys physical products. Yes. Okay. Um, subscriptions. Subscriptions. To whatever. Microtransactions. For, like for digital. Yeah. For, for yeah, digital yeah. services. Yeah, yeah but products. yeah, if it's if it's a video game, like you could have mm. either the box price for it to then oh, get it yeah, and then yeah, play yeah. it. Right. You right. either <laughs> you, download you get, it. Wait, wait. You buy the box, which in the box there's a piece of paper with a code on it. So you can yes. go home and download it. That's how it is now. <laughs> uh and then you have the Whatever subscription. Boxes, so then it's like free to download the or season, download the season it, and pass. Then, like the season pass type I, thing. Yeah, I guess. Does that like kind of be? That's part of it. Yeah, that could be like subscription based. Okay. But also... So for those of you watching, <laughs> there's a spider right behind Holy you. Do you goodness. see that? Yeah, I see it. <laughs> I'm gonna let it go. I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm gonna let it. I'm gonna let it be. For those of you listening, there was a spider on the wall right behind oh, Jim, Molly. crawling up. Ah, oh, the corner of my eye, I see something. I'm like, what is going on? That's a big spider. I like to keep spiders around. Because they eat all the other bugs. Look, I like them to be outside of the house. I do, but it depends on how I'm feeling that day. <laughs> like if it's a, if I'm feeling like I'm okay, then I was like, you know what, dude, I'm gonna let you go. I will let you eat all the other bugs in the house. But if I'm having not so not a good day, I'll just kill it because mm. I can stomp them. Right, right. Yeah, that's right. I guess so. I anyway, understand. what were you saying? I oh, the oh the box price oh, yeah, subscription yeah, yeah. and then microtransactions. Yeah, it's kind of like the three different ways to be able to. Yeah. Now, if you have all three of those, well, for your game, I think there's something wrong here. Well, it's interesting though. Like, I'm 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 interested. Let's see let's see what happens in five years. Yeah. Let's see how things look in five ten years. 
Like, well, but but it's interesting it's because be I mean, but you remember when <laughs> when when we were kids, like if you wanted to buy a video game, I remember going to Toys R Us and buying a, the Sega Genesis um, cartridge, mm-hmm. right? That's the only way you could play the game. Yep. And that's the only way the company could make money, mm-hmm. right? Is they had to manufacture these cartridges mm-hmm. and you could sell them, right? Mm-hmm. The only way they can make money. But now with the advent of technology and, and the digital revolution, there's so many diff- more ways. I think we're going to be getting into the point of NFTs for it. I mean, we kind of already are. It's it is pretty much like year zero, year one for it mm-hmm. in terms of for video gaming. Well, it, see, and I'm interested to see how how these communities are going to react because, like, right now, the I feel like the overwhelming majority, I uh, maybe not majority. But I should say the overwhelming voice, the loudest, the people speaking the loudest Mm -hmm. are the detractors of NFTs. Mm -hmm. And like for the most part, a lot of people don't like it for whatever reason. Okay. Everyone's got everyone's got their own reasons for why they don't like it. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I will be interested to see how the market shifts in the next like five years to see how many of these digital companies fully embrace NFTs. Right. Uh, Square Enix is all about it. They're looking to do a lot of stuff with it. And so the only thing, the, like. the only thing I'm going to say about <laughs> this and the issue that I've always had with digital music and digital anything is if I have music or a game or whatever, and it's, and it lives in somebody else's platform, mm-hmm. what's going to happen when that platform goes under yep. and they prevent you from being able to download it or even access it? Cause mm-hmm. there, there's been plenty of services where you can download it, but you can't even access this unless you are hooked up to the internet and then that server can verify your identity essentially mm-hmm. okay if they if they go under i can't i can't watch my movie mm-hmm. i can't listen to the music that i got mm-hmm. if i if i <clears throat> and that's why why it's still there until someone like makes something for you to be able to access it right right but 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 still i i don't own it like in the mm-hmm. in the sense of it's not mine to do with what I want let alone mm-hmm. like not sell it or eat, for even sell it or anything mm-hmm. and that's why I had always advocated for physical product mm-hmm. if you want to if you want a blu-ray go buy the blu-ray go bl- buy the now the 4k ultra hd disc mm-hmm. go buy the cd the physical cd that way you have the physical disc dude i've got binders upon binders over there on my entertainment center full of blu-rays and discs mm-hmm. throughout the years okay because and then if i wanted them digital what did i do i'd rip them to my personal server that way i could watch it when I wanted to, yeah. okay. What's going to happen now when these servers go under and these companies go under? You can't access your stuff, mm-hmm. and that's why. So when the whole NFT thing came along, it's it's yours. You own it. Well, yeah, like that just made sense to me. It made yeah. sense in my head. In oh my, my bad. Yeah, brain. that's what I thought we were talking. Not like <laughs> the digital stuff under like a certain website. And okay, yes. okay, that's, that's where I mean. you were at. Yes. I was in the NFT yeah, space. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right, right. And that's why. And that's why I say. I'd always advocated for that, so that's that's why NFTs just make sense yeah. in 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 the way that I think about it. Yeah, and I get not everybody agrees. That's okay. You know, people have mm-hmm. people view things differently. There's are there scammers out there? Yes. <laughs> so I, everyone, guys, like if you're watching this, and you know you've thought about NFTs or you don't like them, I we always advocate be careful. Don't believe everything that a salesman says because they're probably lying to you. 
<laughs> for the most part. You really got to do your research. Mm -hmm. And that's why, like, <laughs> anytime, anytime a salesman comes, like, at work, right? If there's a salesman comes through my door, I'm just, I'm just like, there's the door. Please just go. <laughs> I don't want what you're selling. Just, just, and, and it's, yeah, just be careful. Just be careful. Be wise. Be prudent. So I don't know how we got talking about that. I don't know. All right. We talked about the monet. the monetization. That's thing. how we got there. That's how we got there, guys. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, collection levels. So, all right. The way, okay. The way the game kind of, Gives you new stuff. Um, you know, okay, before we talk about that, let's talk about this. So there is no way, there was no way, to purchase cards that you did not have in your collection that you want. Mm. Okay, so when the game launched, they gave you a certain amount of cards. I can't remember how many it was. It might have been like 24 or something. I can't remember. They weren't very good, okay? It's just like the cards that you got, Okay. The way you unlocked more was you play the game, mm -hmm. okay? Now, the token shop was recently introduced, and we'll touch on that here in a second, okay? But the way you unlock cards was you played the game. So the more you play the game, the more you unlocked more cards. Now, the way you... So is it like all these things played play into itself, okay? You play your cards, and then the cards that you play, you earn boosters for. So each card has boosters for each card, oh, okay? Right, right. And then you upgraded the cards from like level zero, level one to infinite. So I can't remember how many different levels there are, but essentially what it does is you're upgrading the cards, and all you're really doing is you're upgrading the artwork, Okay. Oh, okay. So like base, the base card is like a bordered card and then there's like no special treatment. The next step up is frame break. So the character comes out of the frame a little bit. Ah. Then it does like 3D, then another special treatment. It's all these different visual treatments, okay? Mm -hmm. Until you fully max out that card. And it's pure gold. What do you mean it's pure gold? The card it turns into a pure gold card. It's it, so infinite, infinite is like <laughs> It's 3D, oh. frame break, and then there's like some frame animation to it, okay. and then the next. So once you once you get infinite, you can you can upgrade that card. So you get an additional copy of that card, mm -hmm. okay? But now with a different art treatment. So the next one is like a. It's kind of like a rainbow foil. Is mm -hmm. kind of like what it is. Okay. So it's the character, but behind the character, all the background art is is replaced with like. It's it's a rainbow twirl essentially, okay? <laughs> and then you went through that same process of upgrading that card until you got infinite. Mm -hmm. And then you got another copy with another different art style, All okay? Right. So as you play, you get boosters, you use the boosters to upgrade the cards, okay? And as you upgrade those cards, your collection level rises. Mm -hmm. So each time you go from rank, the next rank for each card, you it, it costs you however many boosters, um, and then a certain amount of, it's not gold. Um, there's two things that it cost you, it's, but it's basically boosters, okay. like boosters for that card. Okay. And so once, once you upgrade it, then you get collection points. So your collection level goes up. Okay. And then every certain level through in the early stages, every like 10 levels, or I can't, maybe it was like five, you would, you would, up, you would get a new card completely random. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's a complete, it's a random, it's a random card that you get that you do not have gets added to your collection. Okay. Okay. Um, Okay. You upgrade your cards. Okay. The higher you are now, the higher you are in collection level. Like for example, right now my collection level is like 20, 2100, 2100, something like that. There's a certain point where you stop getting new cards. Mm -hmm. Okay. You basically replace his cards with, Loot boxes is basically what it is. They're called collectors' reserves. Okay, and I don't, I don't know what the what the uh, pull rates essentially are for cards or boosters because there's multiple different things you can get. It's not necessarily going to be cards. Right. Okay? Um, so where I'm at now, it's like every twelve, uh, every twelve levels, every twelve collection level is you get a collector reserve. Okay. So I'm. It's like every time I get to a new collection level, all I just do is I just I just upgrade the cards that I have. That way I can just keep upping my collection level mm-hmm. and then in hopes of getting cards that I don't have. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so that's kind of like where I'm at, right? Um, yeah. So again, collect, collector reserves are basically loot boxes. Okay. Um, so that's kind of how the whole collection level thing is. It's take your collection, play with the cards that you have in hopes of earning... New, the new cards that you don't have, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, throughout the shop, the shop is updated on a day, day-to-day basis. In the shop, there are six uh, six variants of cards that you do have that are already in your collection, okay? So you can get an essentially alternate art card of, of a card already in your collection, and you have to use gold, okay? So that's another re, uh, in-game currency which you can which you can actually buy okay so you okay. can buy the gold and then you can you can turn gold into boosters that's right so you actually there's two kinds of boosters you have <laughs> you have the the boosters that you need to upgrade the cards but then each card has their own boosters yeah exactly exactly <laughs> right okay right? so you can buy you can the one thing you can buy in game is gold and then you take the gold and do with with it what you will. Okay. okay. All right. So that is basically how you upgrade your collection. Okay. And the way you do that is just play the game. There's really no way of just outright buying all this gold and then unlocking these cards until they introduce a token shop. They introduce another in-game currency. And what happens is I think it's like – Every eight hours, it's it's every six hours or every eight hours, and you can spend tokens to go ahead and refresh that timer, can't you? No, not refresh what? the timer. Okay, so basically every it, or not refresh the timer, but like go to the next whatever. Mm-hmm. No, oh, really, no. So the way it oh, works, cow. the way it works. I'm is actually happy about. I that. I think I I don't know if it's every six hours or if it's every eight hours. Okay, okay? the token shop refreshes, mm-hmm. and it's only one card. You, oh, okay. it's only one card. Okay, so it will show you one card that's not in your collection that you can buy with tokens. Okay. okay? Now, if you don't have enough tokens um, in your wallet, essentially, you can pin that card. So when you pin that card, when the token shop refreshes, it will not change. Okay. So that card will stay there until you want to purchase it. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's like if you see that leader card, you just like pin that thing until you can buy it. I already have leader, but yeah, right, yeah, but yeah. In, in general, yes, in general, correct, <laughs> correct. So, um, yeah, so they they recently, I mean, I don't know how long it's been since since they introduced that. So, but but the way, um, the way the cards work is they're broken 
out into like series. Mm -hmm. So series one is like commons. Series two is like, I think, so it's series one through series five. Mm -hmm. Series five are like the rarest cards that you can pull from these collector's reserves, essentially. Okay. Then you have series four, series three, series two, series one. As time goes on, cards move from the higher series down to the lower series. Okay. So basically, as you're working through your collection, <laughs> You most you most likely are going to pull those series one and series two cards. Okay. Okay. And the way it worked before was you would go through all of the series one until you were able to unlock series two cards uh, and then so okay. on and so forth. Okay. So the way the where I'm at in my collection is I have all series one, I have all series two, um, and I'm working on series three because series three is like really, really, really big. Okay. okay. So as they introduce new cards, typically they'll put them at series four, series five. And then as they bring in more cards, what's in four and five will go to the next lowest series, essentially. Okay. okay? So that's how they've dealt with uh, new cards and as players unlock cards. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, okay. I That's like kind of the base, the basis of how ever, all, the, all the systems work. Okay. That's how collections essentially work. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now. I think here the intent of the game collection system was for players to use cards that are in their collection, that are already in their collection, and build decks around them rather than just buy certain cards that they want to add to their collection. I think the intent was, um, I mean, again, as card game players, we have all these cards. I have a bunch of cards that are laying out over there, okay? The intent is, hey, I've got all these cards in my collection. If I want to play the game... I have to just build decks with what's in my collection. And as I play, as I build more decks, I upgrade these cards, build my collection, and then grow the collection. Instead of I'm going to throw as much money as I can mm -hmm. to up to unlock all the cards and then go about it that way. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think that was the initial intent. Okay. Now, the first thing I have written down here is I think there's always going to be cards in our collection that just sit and don't get used. I mean, like if you think about it, when you build, when you buy booster packs, like what normally are you looking at? Commons, those are all garbage. Let me let, let's Usually see if I have any. Usually all garbage. Usually, yeah. okay. Unless you play pop. <laughs> Unless you're playing pop. <laughs> then it's a bad format, right? <laughs> but like that's why I like formats like Popper, right? Because it's again like yeah. it's there's all these cards here. Let's figure out, let's find ways mm -hmm. to play with these cards. Yep. Okay. Normally you're like, all right, let me look at the uncommons and then that rare slot. <laughs> like, and then I can go to constructed. Like, mm -hmm. unless, again, unless you're playing limited. That's why, that's why all these different formats exist. Right. Yep. Um, so yeah, like and sometimes these formats might not be for you. Well, yes, exactly. And that's exactly. okay. Right. And okay. again, and that's a, that's a good point. And I think, you know, it, it brings us into what we're talking about. OK. Um, OK. The next thing I have written down, I think the intent here was to not have that. That meaning just there being cards that are just sitting, not being yeah. used in your collection. Yeah. In some way, you're slowly building your collection. And as you slowly add new cards, you build decks around those new cards that get added to your collection. OK. Mm -hmm. Um. The last thing I have written down here, and then we're going to kind of open this conversation up here. But the last thing I have written down is there will always be a metagame and players will always look to beat the metagame. Okay. So like, I think that is the one thing that this entire system, I don't want to say like, doesn't take into account, but it doesn't take into account. 
like I'm not sure of another way to say it because I don't think I because I think I think all the designers are extremely smart to know that there's going to be a meta game, right? But I think most card game players, when they're looking at a game or a format, they the first thing you look is okay, what's being played in the meta? Know, how can how can I counter the meta? Oh, the only the, the multiple ways to counter the meta are not in my collection. Well, what mm -hmm. am I gonna do? It's right? either counter the meta or play the play meta. The meta, yeah. Yeah. And if you can't do either, well, what are you going to do? Now you're I mean, grinding until you can get to uh, counter the well, meta or right. play the meta. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I yeah. think I think that's the one thing. And I and I have seen players, like I've seen Twitter going on and on about stuff like this. Well, how can I play? Like, I don't have any of these cards. I can't even play the game. No, you can't. You can you play can. it. You just don't want to. You just don't want to play it how they are kind of telling you to play it right now. Yes, exactly, exactly. Or how you need to play it at right, the start. Right, right, So, like, I admire I admire what Ben Brode has done yeah. and how he has designed this. And, like, I, I'm not, like, I fully respect that. Like, I think, I mean, he's, he's designing in the space and he's, like, really pushing the boundaries of, like, what a digital card game can do. Yeah. Like we're talking about three minute games here, but that that's like that's like surficial stuff. Like the way that he has designed this in building your collection is interesting. A lot of people don't like it, but honestly, I don't like it. <laughs> it's it, there's times where it's frustrating, but I think I think what I'm gonna say this before before I get to my question for you here. I think it's very interesting because like it really does force players to you. It, it really brings in theory crafting to the forefront because you have to think about what is in your collection. And how can I best beat my opponent? Right. So, so I, first thing, the first thing I want to ask you real is, quick, real quick. Yeah, yeah. So with you just saying that reminded me of our last convert or a conversation we had with some people online okay. talking about how Disney Lorcana will be two colors and they're like, Oh yeah, yeah. it goes for more creativity. Yeah. And Dan was like, what are you talking? You're not wrong, dude. You're <laughs> so not kind wrong. Of, like literally. Yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but again, like it's very interesting but because it's different. It's it, different. it makes you think Yeah, there's, it's, it, it really does make you think about, Figuring out different and new ways to solve yeah. these problems. Yep. And so that's like, that's, you bring up a good <laughs> point because now that I'm thinking about it, because what did I say? Like my initial thing was my, where my brain initially went was how does you yeah. limiting what I can do, like making me more creative? Yeah. Well, it kind of does like, it because it does, because it's forcing you to think in certain ways. Mm -hmm. Because I think, I think if you're given as, even as a deck builder, free reign so many of us are just stuck in certain ruts and mm -hmm. we have certain ways of going about it, and we're just going to follow them mm -hmm. right it's not until we're forced to think a certain way that is not necessarily a way in which we normally like to think like yep. that's how we're going to think that way yep. so um okay good point <laughs> so what the first thing i, I wanted to ask you yes. was like what's your what would what's your take on a game that doesn't let you build out your collection the way you want? And the way you get more stuff is grinding. Now, all right, if you're asking me. <laughs> yes, okay, yes, asking, asking me. You. Yes, asking you. Uh I'd be mad. I'd be kind of mad, dude. 
Because <laughs> I'm too far gone into this into this space, you know. Right. I'm just like I want to have my cards that I know I want to have. Right. Um. But okay. Big but. Uh, I do. I do kind of like sometimes being not like forced, but kind of pushed towards looking at specific cards mm-hmm. or specific Archetypes. ways on how to play a game. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and it was kind of a, an argument I had for why I like standard a few years ago. Okay. It's cause it was like a lot of people didn't like it cause you know, it, again, it forces you to play certain things. Yeah, it's like, you might not course. like, you might not want to do, right. but it also pushes you into playing things that you don't know if you like or not. Right. Yeah. And it, you know, if you're trying to play the meta, there could be a deck that you just really like to play. Yeah. Right. Right. When, when like Yorian was in standard, I thought the dude was like absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. And, and then it eventually it got to the point for even modern. I'm like, all right, this is actually kind of sick. And I wish I played Yorian yeah. in standard, Yeah, you know? And it was just like Did all the different Did you not play cool Yorian parts. at standard I played it a little bit on, um. Uh, on uh, arena dude it was sick man yeah and i was like <laughs> trying to build it in uh in on paper uh-huh. and like just the fact of being able to bounce those um those uh, enchantments that were like oh when an etbs deal two damage and yeah. like the other one where it's like make a one one or drain yeah. or whatever yeah. it was yeah. and just like getting a bunch of value from them I'm like mm-hmm. all right that seems so much fun yeah and i'd love to yeah. do it yeah and you know, I, I didn't play it in standard because I was just like kind of getting out of it. But that's one of those decks where it's, it's like, oh, I don't want to play it because I really like this old deck. Mm-hmm. But these are some really cool cards as well that you just don't think about playing. Mm-hmm. So for me personally, I would prefer to be able to buy the cards that I know I would like as well on top of being able to now earn cards that I wouldn't normally go after. Okay. Why? Um, like what right, does it, why for like, which one? <laughs> both of them. Okay. Like, like, cause okay. part of, part of me is like, what does it matter? Because there's one, there's one key area where I think it does matter. And we'll okay. talk, and we'll talk about that in a second. But for what you just said, okay. like, what does that necessarily matter? Cause it's not like we're talking about anything competitive. It's just the way you're talking about more of the way you would prefer to enjoy the game. Yeah. Right. Yes. Okay. So outside of that there, it's. <laughs> Because both of your outside answers, of me enjoying the game, <laughs> what is like, my well, answer? Would like would you would you play the game more if you could do that? Ooh, because I, I think I think if I could buy my cards, yeah, yes. Because I think there there's an argument to be had where if the model is forcing you to play in order to unlock the cards you don't have would make you play more versus you getting burnt out and not playing the game as much if you could just buy the cards that you wanted. Yeah, but now I guess that comes down to the argument of, all right, is that a, is that like a, a game play problem or is that I was just able to buy my cards and there wasn't anything like really keeping me invested in it? Well, I think, it? I, th- I think by limiting somebody from buying the cards outright, you're eliminating one of those things. Right, because if it's not fun, they're not going to play it yeah. regardless. Yeah. If you absolutely just hate the cards you're playing with, and it happens mm-hmm. a lot, especially for me, if like I'm just not having fun with stuff, yeah. I do not want to play it. I'll just refuse. To. Well, what's more ethical? Like, like I just had this thought. Like, what's more ethical? You like having a system set up to where you playing it lets you unlock it 
and then by playing it, you find out you don't like the game or spending all this money mm-hmm. up front. Mm-hmm. And then after the same amount of time, you don't like it, but mm-hmm. now you've already spent all this money. Mm-hmm. Like part of me is like, it's kind of better for forcing the players to have to play. And then that way, if they don't like the game, they don't like the, they just yeah. stop that way. They're not out. Which is why money. I think there should be like kind of both. Okay. Right. So okay. like being able to buy your cars. I'm, just, I'm playing devil's advocate. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm just, we're just trying you. to think about all these different. Lines, I also think that if, if your micro, if your monetization is through microtransactions yeah. in, in, uh, store stuff, mm-hmm. there should definitely be a free to play thing. Right. Well, yeah. Especially yeah, right. to start. For sure. For because sure. if it's for like, sure. say, I need to spend $60, $50, $40, whatever it game. is, to be able to play the game. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And then I'm just like, all right, well, I don't like it. Right. right. Uh, Steam is like, all right, well, you got two hours to play the game. And if you right. don't like it, then re- refund it. Right. right. Um, so if it's if it's a setup like that, <clears throat> then, but, all right, my bad. So if it's set up to where it's free to play, and now I now have the option to buy specific cards that I want, mm-hmm. along with being able to earn the cards that not not really that I don't want, but yeah. it's more of things that I'm not prioritizing, right? right? Yeah, it's yeah, like, sure. oh, this is a cool card, but I don't want to spend like five bucks yeah, on it, right, right? You know, and I'll just right. wait till I unlock it. I'll get right. like these two cards that I com- that I really like the combo with three cards, whatever it is, right? Um, I, I do think being able to first play the game, see how it is, and if you like the base mechanics of it, you find some cool cards that you really like, mm-hmm. you know, or whether it's for art purposes or gameplay purposes, you just go ahead, buy them, continue playing the game, especially with two, three cards that you like, and now you can start progressing and unlocking more stuff. Right. I right. think there should be both models. Yeah, yeah. No, I get you. I think, I think the one th- area where this gets really this really gets to be an issue is competitive competitive yeah. play from the mm-hmm. outset i have been thinking like how in the world is competitive going to work i think <laughs> i think at base and they probably do this on every card game mm-hmm. is is players get access to the entire card pool mm-hmm. right but the interesting thing is if you don't have those cards in your collection and like there's no there's no way of hundred percent knowing like at a certain collection level, you're going to have all the cards in the game. Yep. Right. Um, so because that's not there, like how are competitive players supposed to, and again, we have no idea what like the competitive scene is going to look like mm-hmm. because you can guarantee that there's going to be <laughs> a competitive scene for this game. hundred percent, hundred percent. Okay. So I think that's where this this conversation really gets interesting. Mm-hmm. So like how are players teams going to be able to properly prep for these competitive events, competitive tournaments? Yeah. And then how are people well how are um I mean I guess I'll just say people. Um but how are $100 other, by the set. How, well, how are other outfits gonna run tournaments? Yeah. Like if they can't, if they want to give, again, and I think the only way you can do it is give everyone access to all the cards. Yeah. But if you're not second dinner, how are you gonna get access to everything for your players? Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Now again, like we're the again game was just released, and I don't have they have a f- uh, roadmap for what they're gonna do with mm-hmm. um, like features they want to get added to the game. 
Um, so I don't have that in front of me. I'm not totally sure what it what it looks like, what it is. But like this, these are just things that we're all just like really thinking about. And like all, when you talk about digital card games, there's so many things that you start talking about that you would otherwise not talk about if it's an if it is a physical card game. Yep. And this is this is one of them. I mean, I guess. You know, you do talk about in phys- even in physical card games, how do you get all the cards for preparation terms? You just, you just buy them. <laughs> you just proxy them too, yeah. And yeah. then figure out what cards you want, and then buy those then cards buy those for cards, a tournament. Yeah. yeah, right. Or have your sponsor buy them. Yeah, if you got so, a sponsor, most people won't. <laughs> exactly. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So, I don't. What, what do you? What What's your thought? Do you have any thoughts when it comes to competitive? Because I don't I, like I don't know I don't know. Do. I first saw I'm like, why does a game have to be competitive? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, did I say it has to? No, I don't think it has to. No, but it's hundred percent. You were just going saying to. like it's going to be. I'm like, it's hundred percent going have to. to be though. It is hundred percent because I know we we both know how card game players are. Yeah. Right. Do you know Disney Villainous is a competitive card game? <laughs> hey. Speaking of villainous, I just saw before we started recording this, there was a new Marvel yes. villainous expansion added. And it was like about time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that, that's exciting. Not, I mean, not for him, but for me, yeah. I'm excited. Um, was it Doc Ock, Titania, and Kang or Kong? Kang. Kang the Conqueror. Okay. Kang the Conqueror. You got, you got, you got both uh, uh, sounds in there Kong and Kang. Mm-hmm. Kang the Conqueror. Yeah. Okay. Um, King Kong. Mm-hmm. King Kong ain't got nothing on me. You know what that's from? Malibu's Most Wanted. That is not from Malibu's Most Wanted. <laughs> I'm, it actually is, but... Is it? Yes. For real? I didn't know that. Yeah. He's huh. like on top of a car or something and like starts shooting guns or something. Huh. It's towards the end and he yells that out. Huh. Yeah. I know that from a, a different movie. Okay. I'm like, I know I'm correct. I could show it to you. It's, it's a, so the movie, oh my goodness. Why can't I think of the name? It's with Denzel Washington and Ethan Hawke. Um, Training Day. There we go. Oh, That's what it's from. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. 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 At the end of the movie, because uh, Den, so Denzel, have you seen the movie? No. I Denzel Washington's a cop. Okay. Uh-huh. And Ethan Hawke is a rookie. Okay. Denzel Washington is a corrupt cop. Okay. okay. So he's in with all these gangs. And then at the end, everybody turns on him because Denzel was basically trying to throw Ethan Hawk under the bus. Ethan Hawk calls him out for the corrupt cop that he is mm-hmm. and gets all these gang people around him to <laughs> shoot him, like oh. or to kill him, right? Yeah. And so Denzel's just like, you know, you're gonna shoot, you're gonna shoot me, you're gonna shoot a cop. King Kong ain't got nothing on me. <laughs> Great movie. It's such a good movie, dude. Such spoilers, a good movie. man. Bro, if you haven't seen this movie, mm-hmm. I'm, which I guess I'm talking to you. Yes, <laughs> me. Good movie. Good movie. You should go watch it. Right. Um, have you ever seen American History X? Yeah. Oh, I love that movie. That's such, such a, a good, good movie. Such a good Such one. a good movie. If you've never seen it, go watch it. Go look it up. Such a good movie. Mm-hmm. You got to get past that first scene. Great movie, though. Such a good movie. Great movie. So good, man. Um, I... I cried at the end of that movie. I love the ending. Ah, uh, so do I. I but like, mm-hmm. I cried at the end of that movie. Mm-hmm. It's so emotional at the yep. end. Um, anyway, yeah, <laughs> good movies. So, um, yeah, Marvel Snap. This so the whole collection thing and how you unlock cards. It just runs very counterintuitive to what most card game players would think mm-hmm. in any card game, mm-hmm. right? It's definitely not what you're used to in playing a card game. 
And some people are going to like it. Some people aren't going to like it. But what I will say, after having this conversation, I'm a fan of what the design philosophy is and how it makes you think about looking at your collection Mm -hmm. and like just evaluating the cards that you have. Just find ways to play the cards that you already have in your collection. So I like that. I really, really, really do like that about the game. So, all right. Well, with that, with that, we're going to talk about card of the week. Yay. Card of the week. Card of the week. It's weird. Yeah. That, we're not going. I'm going to, dude, I want to sample. I want to sample that audio. <laughs> it's not even good. I know it's not, it's not good. good. I don't want to use it. <laughs> What we need to do is we just it's need weird. to. <laughs> You're weird. You're, You're weird. Not wrong. He's not wrong. He's not wrong, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. He is not wrong. Um, what I want, what I should do is we should just figure out what our jingle is, okay? Mm-hmm. And then just get it up on the stream deck and just go boom and just play it. Yeah, we do need to find J- Jake. Thank you for um, f- giving us the idea. Hey, hey, we're, we won't use that one, okay? All right, okay. we won't use it. Okay. I'm gonna use it, guys. Anyway, (laughs) all right, today's card of the week. Today's card of the week is another card from DC Deck Builder, the DC Comics Deck Builder. So when we first play with this card, (laughs) I'm like, I could not believe. At first, I thought the card was stupid. Like stupid, like terrible, stupid? All right, all right. It was, I was not prioritizing this card oh, at all. Yes, it yeah. sat out on the yeah, field yeah, for, yeah, a right, while. for a like, while. We didn't yes. care about yes. it right. until you picked it up. And, <laughs> and then, then used it. And then used it. I'm just like, this card is so good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So the card, the card is Zookeeper. So yeah. Zookeeper is a two cost villain, uh, has one victory point, yep. and has the effect ongoing Going. defense. You may discard this card from play to avoid an attack. It seems so innocuous, but the one, like from the base set, okay, from the base set, okay, the one thing, well, the, I think the first thing is card draw. There's not a lot of card draw in the, in the first set, okay? But when they introduced attacks, okay, when, they, when there's attacks, and there are ways to defend against those attacks, which 100% rely on you having those cards in your hand Mm -hmm. to be able to utilize those cards. It feels terrible when you are, you disc at the end of your turn, you have a defense card in your hand and you, you not, you don't get to use the defense. (laughs) Okay. You know, something's going to come, but it's not necessarily coming even the next turn. Or if you know, it's coming the next turn, you're like, no, I have I have it now. Can mm-hmm. I just hold on to it? Mm-hmm. So you discard it, and you're like, oh shoot! And then you the net you draw up, you draw your hand size. No defense card. No defense. No defense. Now I'm I'm at the mercy of whatever the attack is. Yep. So when you have a card that just sits out on board in front of you, just stays there until you can use it. I mean, for only two. I don't care about the down. Like, I don't care about not drawing a card because on a lot of the defense cards, it mm-hmm. was discard this card from your hand and then do some effect. Yeah. Draw yeah. one, draw two, put a you're card also from deck thinning for your future turns as long as it's uh, just chilling out on the field. So I don't, I think, I think though, when we talk about deck building games, mm-hmm. is deck thinning even that even important? Yes. 
How so? Well, I mean, we talk about the starter cards. We talk about the throwing the weakness cards into it as well. Being being able to thin your deck as much as possible. But you're is not. Just good. But, but you're not thinning it though, because once once you don't have a deck, you now have an entire deck again. Yeah. Yes, I know. But I'm saying, like, if you are going to reshuffle your graveyard back into your, or yeah, put it back into your deck zone, and that card's still out on field, you are thin. It's a deck thin. How? Okay. What? So what? What? So I, I'm probably misunderstanding the argument here. Okay. So what is your argument then? I'm just saying what's how your, yeah, deck initial- thinning is good. In general, yes. Like, in general, yes. In general, deck thinning is good. But I think when we talk about deck thinning just as a term and as a mechanic, essentially, uh-huh. I think it it, it it should be evaluated differently in a game where – because in a normal TCG and a normal CCG, you have your entire deck and you never go through your entire deck, right? Yeah. You're taking out your – again, like – Normally when we're normally when we're talking about deck thinning, typically mm-hmm. you're talking about removing your re, your lands, your resources from your draw cards and get those cards on the field. Well, you're typically. just removing cards, but yes. Right. Not, it doesn't have to be specifically lands, but it's just any form of deck thinning is in theory good. And, and so the, but the other thing too is when you talk this <laughs> I, this is going to be like a whole other topic for a whole other episode. I, because now, now, now we're not even talking about card. Of the week. I know we're not. So <laughs> one second, one second, we're going to get cards back. Cards great. Cards great. <laughs> when you talk about commander, a singleton format. Yeah. How it like? Again, I think you. I think you have to evaluate deck thinning very differently then, because you have singleton. It's a singleton format, mm-hmm. right? And then you have your lands, but then all your other cards that you know your cards in ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Well. All your other cards. So, because typically when I think deck thinning, I we're talking about a format where there's 60 cards, multiple copies of the cards, mm-hmm. and then you're removing the lands to get to the cards that really matter, right? Like, what other, like, why else is deck thinning good then? Um, all right. Um, well, all right. We'll get if back to talking, the card of the week, I swear. We, all right. If we're talking <laughs> about just deck thinning and commander, right? Yeah. Um, is it easier to get the card to finish a combo that you need for 80 cards or is it easier to get with 50 cards in the deck? Well, yeah, the one the one the one yeah. where there's less, right? Sure. Sure. So that. So like you're looking you're trying to get closer to these cards that you're needing, which is the same argument of if you get rid of a bunch of the stuff in your deck that is not good, now you're adding more consistency in the deck. Mm-hmm. So specifically mm-hmm. for the deck builder, if you get rid of all the garbage in the deck, Right, mm-hmm. and sure, sure. especially so, it's you're deck thinning it. You're giving you mm-hmm. more consistent, to get, uh, to more get, powerful turns to get to the thing that you to get the thing that you really need. Yeah, sure, okay. And and I'm and I'm talking about the in general deck thinning uh, setup Prin- for principle. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the principle um, right? for the deck building game. Right, you you want to get rid of as much of the bad stuff, all yeah. the fluff. Sure. And yeah. now you have nothing but your really powerful cards left. Sure, sure. Okay. So you're deck thinning. Right, right. Okay. All right. So yeah, I, so yeah, Zookeeper, Zookeeper is deck thinning. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Because <laughs> when he's out on board, he just he stays there. Yeah, he, he doesn't stays get shuffled there. in. He stays there 
where you want him. Yes. He stays there. Where, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. No, you're, you're, you're right. You're spot on. Yeah. You're hundred percent cool. spot on. Yeah. All right. We got there. We got there guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. Zookeeper. Yeah. Deck thinning. Yeah. Again, Zookeeper is such a good card. I think that is such under-costed. Like for two? Two minutes. And not to so mention, good. it is also one VP, which yes. is which is needed. normal. Which is normal. Yeah, it's 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 normal, but like normally you don't ever pay two for cards. That's where it's a little bit more tricky. Say that again? You you normally aren't paying two man or like whatever the resource is in this Power. game. Power, Power. Yeah. uh for a card. To then that also gives you a VP. Yeah, they pretty much are the only cards that don't have one VP. Well, at, mm -hmm. at least one VP are starter cards. Yes, and then the weaknesses. Yeah, yeah, everything else has at least one VP. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying the the cost power to VP ratio. Oh. Like, there's not a lot of two drop cards mm -hmm. in the game for you to then just get one VP for it. Oh so yeah, there's there's not three, a four, ton. Five. Yeah, there's not a ton. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's what I'm talking. Yeah, about. yeah, and and honestly, like I feel like a lot of the cards that do cost two, um, aren't that great. Well, the nth metal, I think mm -hmm. from base set, I think that costs two. So that that's Is another. I think. Um, let nth me. Yeah. Metal. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know. To reveal off top of it. your deck and maybe destroy. Yeah. Is it two? That card seems too powerful for two. Maybe it. Maybe it is. <laughs> um, I've got. I'm e pulling it up. I am pulling it up. Yeah. Or nth. Oh, it costs three. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it I'm costs like, there's three. no way it costs two. It costs three, and you get plus one power off of that okay. card too. So yeah, that costs three. Yeah, yeah that's a good card too. Yeah, and the um, zookeeper only costing two is real. Oh wow, mm -hmm. for that, that's really mm -hmm. good. So yeah, you look again. Look at the look at that ratio. Yep. Two to one or three to one. That's, sure, the three to one good. gives you extra stuff. Yeah, but you're but paying. You don't, but again, again, deck thinning. You have it out on board. Yeah, you yeah. play it the one time. Yeah. You play it the you, one time, and then you use it when you need it. It's there when you need it. And the other thing is, you don't even have to use it if the attack yeah. isn't bad. You could just be like, okay, I'll okay, just eat I it. Choose, yeah, yeah. You choose. Like a villain flips over. It's uh, like, oh, dude. reveal all the superpowers in your hand. Well, I got none, so that's yeah, not a problem. So that's not. A, oh wow, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, dude, it's I a think, choice as well. Now, this this card is from the uh, Teen Titans mm -hmm. set. I think this is one of the best cards in the set. Yeah, I yeah. really we played this. We played it multiple times. <laughs> I think it's one of the best cards in, in we, the set. I we, think it is. We were going to talk about a different card tonight, actually, <laughs> and then I'm like, Nah, dude. And I, I, I had, and so I had this other card pulled up, and then when he said Zookeeper, I'm like, I'm I like, have that. I have drive. that on the list yeah. too, and but I'm like. Jim's really <laughs> want to talk about that. I'm like, all right, let's do it. I've got yeah. it on the list anyway. The, the other one's really good as well, but I'm just like, this card's too. It's nuts, really, man. it's like, it's really broken. Yeah, it really yeah. kind of is. Yeah, for how, for how vanilla this <laughs> card is, <laughs> yes. the card's busted. So true, <laughs> dude. So true, man. Yeah. Uh, like if you if you're able to find this card in your playthroughs early on, pick it up. <laughs> you will not be upset well it's funny the first time the first time we played that set okay yeah. like jim said it sat out for a little bit yeah. and then and then we're reading it and i'm just like wait <laughs> what did your I'm like i'm buying it did your characters do stuff with super villain or with villains or not was in that it, first game okay i didn't remember not if, in like, the first game. Or yeah not okay. in the first game 
Yeah, not oh, yeah, that were, first Were you game. playing Blue Beetle or someone? The first game I played Blue Beetle. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, guys, we had some. We had some really, really yeah. good games. Yeah. Uh, I'm, wor- I'm working through those, um, <laughs> and we'll, we will get them out. But, uh yeah, yeah, it's just that card sat on board Super cool. for a while. Mm-hmm. And then it's just once once I read it, you know, it's one of those, you know, your opponent doesn't know what the card does. So you don't want it to be obvious. So you're like, oh, I'm going to keep that to myself. Yep. That way I can make sure I get it. Yep. Um, did you end up getting that one of those cards that first game? Or was I, I the only remember. one who got it? I don't remember. I can't remember. It's been a while. I don't think there was a lot in there. I maybe no, three. No. Maybe four. Yeah. Yeah. Of that one card. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, Zookeeper from DC Deck Builder is this week's card yes. of the week. Um, yeah, if you want to pick, if you want to pick up the set, if you want to pick up the Teen Titan set, check the link in our description. Um, and we will, we'll leave our affiliate link down there. If you want to go check that out and pick up a copy for yourself. So, all right, that's this week's card of the week and, uh, Marvel snap. All right. If you don't know what we're talking about, you know, if you've never checked out Marvel snap, go try it out. See if you want download it, play a few games, take what we said and just think about it. I'd be mm-hmm. interested to know what everyone's thought was. Jim made a lot of good points tonight that I hadn't really thought about myself. Um, but like when you brought up Lorcana, mm-hmm. and then we talked <laughs> about the whole deck thing or the ink yeah. restriction, yeah, it's just like kind of an epiphany. Just bell went off in my head. Like perfect, perfect point. So interested to know what you think. Leave a comment down below. Let us know what your thoughts are on the Marvel Snap problem, or if do you think it's not a problem. It's 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 something that's been talked about now for a while online. Be interested to know what you all think. So, all right, Jim, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Jim Morgan HNH. You guys can find me on Instagram at at underscore DG Campbell and uh, okay. Twitter, underscore DG Campbell, Instagram, Daniel.G.Campbell. There we go. Head over to our website, www.hobbiesandhappiness.com. Find links, all our social platforms there. You can find links to our YouTube and everything. Follow, go go to our website. You can find everything there. All right. Yes. Um, so thanks everybody for being here. I had a great time. Um, this is a really fun conversation. I, I had I had a lot of fun with this. Was. Um, I was very interested because I'm like, I know Jim hasn't played this. <laughs> so I think going through all this and just getting his thoughts is gonna be really, really interesting. So and now I'm I refuse to play it. <laughs> yeah. I can't find my cards, <laughs> yeah. Dan. Where's my leader? <laughs> Where is it? Yeah. So all right, thanks everybody for being here. A lot of fun. Um, and you know what? Thanks everybody. We'll catch you in the next episode. See everybody. Take care. Um,